Welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. I am excited. I'm here today with Rudy Dewale. Welcome, Rudy. Welcome and uh, hi, Julian. Yeah, I'm excited for this conversation. We, you and I have a lot of in common. We noticed when we when we first connected, and there's a a lot in our interbeing in the space for, you know, um, co-creating a powerfully positive future on planet Earth. And I'd love to right off the bat start with you know your take on, you know, we're recording this at the beginning of 2023. What do you reckon, Rudy, is most required for people at this point in time? What is most required to, you know, uh, master and create on planet Earth in a way that is actually in alignment with with source, with nature, with our highest potential? Wow, it's a very good question to open. Uh, listen, I've been working all my life in innovation and different, you know, areas from uh, basically music industry, uh, fashion industry, event industry, uh, art and culture. Uh, uh, towards technology since the mid 90s. And then in technology, first with internet then mobile, I did Singularity University in 2010 or 11. And uh, so there it stuck to me for the first time, actually, that because we live in this world where technology is basically ruling everything. Yeah, everybody's life. So uh, if we are smart enough, we can actually use it as a tool, but many people get just sucked in via mm -hmm. their work, then actually work is not something we go and do at the office any longer, but work is constantly with us, with our phone and with our devices. So people are like constantly in this swallowing of, you know, data and however you call it, the metrics of how, however you want to call it. So, and I mean, working in innovation always requires like to understand the different layers of society, the different layers of actually what is happening on a larger scale, and then also be able to, you know, connect the dots and look at the trends, what's going to be like the next trend moving forward. And having analyzed all that and, and having worked all my life in these different areas, I came to the point where basically regeneration is the only next paradigm possible. Mm. And yeah, why do I say that? It, because, you know, we see a lot of now in, in for example, in climate change and decarbonization, uh, it's not enough. You know, it's used for companies for greenwashing. And, you know, people really need to get a different understanding of the scale of what is needed, which means we need to re-innovate ourselves. We cannot innovate any longer just from the outside. I, I believe still in innovation. I think innovation will be an important way of how we're going to, you know, create new ways of like, you know, creating energy and, and cleaning up plastic and, 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 and all the, you know, challenges that we live by now. But regeneration is the one we can choose for now, which is always working for everyone and the planet, you know, and our ecosystem of, you know, our atmosphere and everything, the air we have, the limited air we have in this space. <clears throat> yeah, that's powerful. I like that you said you still believe in innovation, right? Um, I, I'll meet you right there. It's not that every single thing needs to change from today to tomorrow, but the underlying paradigm 
it it seems to become more visible for so many people day after day now is that the underlying paradigm if it is based on extraction destruction um you know it it will just never change anything no matter how much greenwashing there is in it and so um yeah the the regeneration uh, as a paradigm i think is a powerful way to open this conversation um, how did that journey happen for you personally? Like, let's tap into, in, into you and your journey today here. I, I'd love to, I'd love to know where or when and, or how, you know, how, however you best can answer this question. This moment hmm. happened where you're like regeneration. I get it. It's a principle of life. And that's really how the planet, uh, interacts with us, you know? Hmm. Well, mainly I've been working in technology since 95 and I was one of those, you know, technology believers. I was always with the latest trend and wave i've been working in you know early internet startups uh mobile startups uh then later on social media and and, and all the trends that kept on popping up from technology because basically technology is something that is entangling our lives it's interweaving our lives so it's everywhere yeah so and we can look at it as a good thing or a bad thing uh the thing is that it's usually based in, in, in the, the technology we see applied now, it's based on the old paradigms of extraction. And the business models that are used are still based on old paradigms, still colonial models of extraction. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I take things out of the network and it only goes to a happy few. Yeah, so we need to find different ways of actually sustaining life on Earth. Uh, maybe we can go a bit deeper on that later. But for me personal, it, it was, um, I've been, you know, traveling a lot in Europe. I've been working a lot in Europe and, and globally the last 10 years of my life as a futurist. And it was when I was living in the UK that actually at a certain point I arrived at, at a point, I don't know if it was a burnout or, you know, the capacity of my mind and my being of receiving data and receiving life just from data and from devices, because I have been working, let's say, since 95, like 14, 16 hours a day with technology. Wow. And I think I receive like a maximum input type of, you know, level. And, and I realized that, um, Whatever I do from with what I know, I cannot innovate any longer on the outside with what I know. I need to start innovating myself. I need to start innovating from within. And since then, the journey started for me of like self-discovery. And uh, uh, via an old friend who applies Socratic design, Humberto Schwab, I went on a sabbatical, uh, lived in a medieval village of 500 people for a couple of months. I cut all my internet and social media wow. and it was the first time actually that I went to my youth, to my childhood. Oh. So when I was in my fifties already. So can you imagine? So also working in innovation is also a type of way of like always for me, it was always looking for the new and also being looking for being appreciated. You know, I discovered later. You know, like uh, I was always looking for something that people could appreciate me. Oh, here he is, Rudy again with something new. Mm. But I didn't understand yet the underlying deep problems, which was like basically I had to go back to my childhood, to my trauma, and 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 really look into myself. Like where is that value deep within? 
you know, that will help me to go to the next half of my life, uh, mm -hmm. probably. Yeah, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is fascinating already, Rudy, because there's there's something you just said about this, you know, role of the futurist, this role of the the technology aficionado. And I, I agree with you. For most people, technology is powerfully interwoven and only few can really master it as a tool. Most of most of us or most people are wrapped up in it, right? And so there's something about this chasing for the future rather than creating the future from a healthy inside, a healthy in like not even introspective, but like a, a cultivated sense of self, a cultivated connection to source on the inside. And, you know, that showed up in my journey so much in the last 10 years as well. And so I'm, I'm really, uh, thanks for sharing this. I love, I love this already. Can I, can I go all in and ask you about, you know, visionary plants that helped you connect to innovation at that stage? Or was that quite a bit later? Uh, sure, you can go all the way in. I'm, I'm very open to that. And also, my journey is a journey for hopefully for others to inspire. Uh, so, um, and yeah, for me, it was a, a journey of discovering how to be present, how to live in the now, you know, mm. because when we are mm. basically lived by the ego, yeah, which I, I understood later that I was basically living by the ego. Yeah, so the ego always lives in the future or in the past mm. because it cannot live in the now. It always needs to compare to something. It needs to look for something where it can be appreciated or can be validated or well can look to something in the past to compare, right? So, and once you understand that, then you can actually... Uh, dissociate from your ego or take a distance from your ego, it is you in any case, it is part of you. So it's something to embrace. So because it is also how we became and it also it's it has been the whole journey of our life of how we have been acting and have been, you know, um, playing and, 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 and living our life the way the best way we could because it's mainly an, an, an it's it's a defense mechanism the ego right so and once we understand all those layers we can li literally move forward and live in the now without any comparison which means also that when you live in the now you can you are ready to live the world of the future which is basically to create from the now because there is no comparison any longer there is no competition any longer there is just collaboration there's just creation with life and so that's why you know it's such a beautiful journey because it's it's infinite you know we always think like yeah but a lot of people when i talk to them yeah but you want to go back to just local and live in a community and all that no i don't want that I, I truly believe that we can also recode technology for the best way possible that it can serve to life. Yeah, because technology is also created through us. So it is a, it, it is a kind of expansion of the earth consciousness, right? It's part of us. I mean, the, 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 the minerals that are used in our phone or to make the phone are part of the earth. So these are all creatures of the earth. So it is something to work with, I say. But we also, especially we need to look at like, what is the damaging part, you know, and what we really need to focus on, on, on like innovating um, for, for, for the next steps that are not damaging for the earth any longer or for living species, you know, because life is such a wondrous experience if we look at it. 
Yeah, there is a connection to that source of the earth. I like how you know you're you're seeing the role of trans technology transform into a tool, really a tool that is yeah you use the word coded uh, in alignment maybe with with that earth consciousness, right? Um, but I also have to say that there is something about a specific signal when we you said from the ego, I'd say when we we kind of go into this projection of the planet where I, I feel that specific signal and it's it's a lot of mainstream culture it only has the direction of self-destruction no i mean we're seeing it over and over predicted since decades watch out we're going to destroy watch out we're going to destroy and i think that there's there's a truth in it that as long as people operate from that level of ego as long as we operate from that uh you know from that picture of the incoming doom the consequence will be destruction. And as soon as we flip the perspective of how we perceive reality, and you said it so beautifully earlier, we, we move into the now where we are actually receiving this signal, this impulse from the planet. That, for me, that's regeneration. That's the, the, the impulse of uh, you know life force that happens in the now moment. Then something else becomes possible. Totally, yeah. So the ego is also, if you look at what is happening around us, uh, the ego is fear-based, right? So a lot of what we see around us is fear-based, you know? So the, the messages we receive in the news, um, the people, the authoritarians, you know, like that are putting their control systems, they are all fear-based, mm. yeah? So... And, and we have always in the in the whole history of humanity, we have seen both uh, tendencies, you know, the humanists who believe in life, who believe in love, who believe in the mm. potential of humanity. And then we have seen other people who believe in, you know, fear or and control and they need to control or they think they need to control things in order to move forward. Mm. Yeah. So and, and, and this is the duality of life. But it's also part of life, you know, so uh, there are many animals uh, on this planet that eat other animals. And, and you know, this it's part of life. It's part of the, I think, complexity of life that we need to accept. So and instead of uh, fighting the other or what many people, what we see a lot is like um, we are fighting each other. The left fights the right and, 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 and there's more and more polarization going on and I'm right and you're wrong and, and all these uh, dualistic tendencies are actually ways for us to overcome or ways for us to accept that they are both part of humanity. You know, we all have beauty and ugliness in us somehow. Yeah. But it's up to us also to find that beauty and, and to be able to create beauty and to leave beauty behind. And if you look at history and culture, every great society have left a lot of beauty behind us. Yeah. But also we don't know how that beauty came to be, you know, so it was often also through slavery and just because of the vision of one person or maybe a small group that a lot of other people contributed to that. But we don't always know uh, under which system yeah, that was mm -hmm. created. So within every piece of beauty, there is also that dualism of life that is anchored inside in it, you know, and we see that also a lot in art and the expression of art. Mm. Yeah, this th this sounds like you really deeply, uh, you know, leaned into the learnings 
and I want to take it back to your, your your journey and that medieval village when you turned off all your tech for maybe the first time ever. Um, so can you tell us just a little bit about what happened? Like it sounds like that other signal, that nature signal was like booting up in your system. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, totally. Uh, the, the first thing is that I have been living in cities since uh, I was raised in a rural village, 5,000 people, you know, in the north of Belgium, in Flanders, in between Ghent and Bruce. And then since my 18 years old, I moved to cities and then I have always lived in cities, you know, until, uh, you know, my, my mid 50s, basically. <clears throat> and so uh, going back to a medieval village and through nature and specifically there was this river there you know where all the water from the mountains of the pyrenees you know came flowing back in the spring and that river was that point of you know reflection for me and also of like anchor because uh, one part of socratic design uh, was actually to go back into my youth so socratic design is basically is going back into all is you know looking into all your belief systems your um your uh assumptions your addictive systems your traumas and trying to see you know clear in that you know and also understand what actually what happened in that space and also start to take the role of the observer instead of like the role of the victim that you have been associated with as a child yeah and that is a major uh difference also that was a major breakthrough uh since then i have been doing a lot of different things you know from tony robbins to abram hicks to doing lots of retreats and and following uh indian masters also um it's all about finding that space within you know like finding that connection within and sometimes that journey can be very painful because we have to go back through, uh, you know, what makes us feel a certain way, you know, when we are in relationships, when we get triggered, triggered uh, and we feel that anger and we don't really understand where is that anger coming from until we go deep into our own, you know, traumas from childhood and what happened in childhood and are able to recognize what happened there. And so usually it's something maybe not very important that happened. It can be a little thing, but that took such a big thing inside our own heads because we weren't able to communicate about it with somebody else. And it became such an elephant in the room of our own head. And so it can be a series of these events like that we have been living from early childhood that we remember and we always refer back to those memories when we go back to them until we learn how to embrace them until we learn also how to be compassionate with ourselves until we learn how to be compassionate with our parents and forgive them also because they were basically operating from the system as they know the best at that time yeah yeah big time so and 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 and, and even beyond that there is also ancestral you know trauma that can have been given through you know, from our grandmothers and grandparents and, and great grandmothers and great parents that we carry wounds sometimes from the war mm -hmm. that we don't know where is this coming from, but it has been carried through in a genetic level. You know, epigenetics is now on a scientific level showing that all this is actually true. 
you know, very and, and this is also yeah. a field that I found very interesting that uh, from a quantum level or quantum physics level and then spiritual level, we are basically now coming to the same conclusions that it's all energy. Yeah, and what we carry within and what we vibrate towards others and life is energy. And that can be positive energy or negative energy. So, and, and, and this is, I, I base a lot of my personal healings and personal journeys and, 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 and things that I share with others in our projects is based on that. Hmm. Yeah, fascinating because, you know, you were sharing about yourself at the very beginning you're a futurist right and so what a different future becomes possible when we're on one of those journeys when we're on a journey where we encounter that and you know many of us you know i'm on one of those journeys myself you know and uh, many of us had to also learn maybe through the ego first and through the world of technology and maybe the illusion of technology and then at some point <gasps> you wake up, we wake up, I wake up, you know, and in that process, like, I think the, one of the most delicious things is that, that knowing that it's never done. <laughs> it's not that there's like this end point where like, you know what, Rudy, I get it because I've done it. I've been there. That kind of becomes obsolete because it doesn't really exist anymore. And it's, 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 a, uh, you know, a lot of people, um, in in my business uh, interactions in my coaching interactions come to me with this fear of the unknown fear of the uncertainty and i kind of always have to chuckle a little bit because i don't know either i don't have any of the answers and i think uncertainty it's just going to always be there and and so at some point you know the i think the soul starts to laugh about that because that's one of the ironies of life is that um, yeah, if we're stuck in the ego, we will feel very, very, very fearful about all this. And you said it so brilliantly. Um, I want to loop back into this question I already asked, and you shared quite a bit, but then we kind of, uh, you know, dovetailed around maybe some more specifics. So I want to ask again about like visionary plants and their role in this journey, because, you know, I'll, I'll insert in my own opinion. I don't believe everyone needs to be in contact with plants, but I know that for a lot of people, this is very relevant at the moment. And I know that you and I both are called to steward and facilitate the space for that. Um, and so what do you think, Rudy? What is your opinion on the role of plants and the role of plants in the awakening of human consciousness to this earth impulse, this, this source impulse? Oh, well, you know, so I think there's it's part of nature, you know, and it's part of like um, the different dimensions that we that we can access uh, through plants, you know, the different dimensions of humanity, of earth consciousness or however we want to call it. And it's through plants. So uh, my journey started when I was 16 and, and actually my village where we used to live, we had magic mushrooms. Yeah, so, and uh, we knew already that with our friends. And regularly we were, you know, eating magic mushrooms, we were making cakes, and we had a lot of fun with that, you know, and it was an entire discovery because it just like <laughs> opened the mind. So for me, on a very young age, I was already like very enlightened, let's say. And that also helped me always to, through my journey to, uh, I think always look for the new and, and interact with the new and work in the field of like bridging what is out there, what is coming, because I could feel it, I could sense it, I could see it, and then bridge that towards like what is actually here. So, but uh, uh. only later than in my 50s, I got in, in touch with ayahuasca. And, and that is actually that I think the major 
let's say, transformative plan because it's like it's of such an intelligence. Yeah, when when we are on an, an ayahuasca journey, we understand the the intelligence of nature. We understand the intelligence of plants. This is not about psychedelics or this is not about drugs. This is about accessing earth consciousness. This is about understanding like what are you here to do for you know like what 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 is your role to be or to bring in, in into this you know life and and you get all these messages of like first of like what is not going good with your life or maybe things that you have to correct or things that you have to like you know go through or 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 actually uh, go through your inner source go through to your true self because that is what as ayahuasca is showing you it's showing you your true self it's showing you your connection to nature it's showing you that everything is connected that that we are all connected and that is the only way forward and then when we learn of the masters of the uh, people from the amazon the indigenous tribes uh we work a lot with yawanawa and they have like just in their back garden the intelligence and the knowledge of 2500 plants mm. i mean that's wisdom that's thousands and thousands of years of wisdom you know, and, and then we, we, we have some people like that just want to destroy the, destroy and wipe out these people, you know, for some mining, for some, you know, resources. And they fail to see that what is out there in their back garden is actually the most important to probably save humanity. Right. And I think it's also through these plants and through this awakening and through the guardians of people who go and train with the tribes. And, and, and also spread these messages and spread this wisdom that we now we are going to a different type of consciousness on a planetary level, because yeah. this is going all around the world. There are so many people uh, having access to that now, even in governments and, and corporate leaders uh, that I know stories of. And so um, so this this is also helping to actually transcend you know what we need to transcend and what we need to wake up to because the story that we are in has been a story based on fear so all the models that we are in even the scientific models are based on control yeah everything is based on i need to know in order to understand to move forward and i'm not against science yeah so i think a lot of great things also have gone through science so when i get an accident then i need like get an emergency in the hospital and get uh, you know um surgery or whatever well i know it's through science that they're going to save my life yeah it's also through science sometimes that we can extend life and also that healthcare is getting a lot better and that we can understand the universe also better and there's so many great things also uh, of comfort that we have and, and and discover in how we can heat our houses and, and and whatever and green energy is all a result of that but um so uh, it is based on rational it is based on fear it is based on i need to control in order to move forward and our educational system is all about that we learn basically to control and and it's a very dogmatic system because you go into a system you have to perform and you have to know the answer so you need to study basically to get a yes or a no mm -hmm. yeah you're right you're wrong 
So when our whole system is all about you're right, you're wrong, you're right, you're wrong. And now we are questioning why people are constantly in the right or the wrong mode. Right? Because we have been trained like that. Everything Good has time, been, yeah. yeah, has has been built like that. So now we need to also understand that there is another way to go and we need the courage and we need you know young and dynamic and courageous people who want to take that leap and this is what we call the new warriors or the warriors of love or the warriors of light or whatever you want to call it personally i don't like the word warrior because it it it, it includes war in it uh, i think there is different ways to get to things but um yeah i hear you on that yeah um so many streams of thought here i'm gonna put a you know metaphorical flag into one or two topics here especially around education and loop back to it in a, in a little bit i just want to come back to this idea of science and the science of the forest versus the science of the intellectual mind right so you said it really well uh, you work with the yawanawa people i i've um you know been blessed to work with the huni queen people of the amazon and the more i get to know these ways of wisdom it becomes very apparent that these forests were not just a happenstance. They didn't like find these forests and said, oh, what a nice forest. Let's put up a camp. No, they were planting these forests in symbiosis with the plants, in the knowledge and in the wisdom with the plants, teaching them, telling them, uh, you know, through a scientific method of, you know, trial and error and reporting and, uh, you know, uh, keeping track and, and then verifying, right, that that this is a, a, a level of healing, a, a power of healing, um, that humans have access to. And I think this is part of our multidimensionality um, is, is, is kind of where this intellectual meets this very intuitive or heart and gut intelligence. And so it seems to me, Rudy, and I'm curious about your opinion there, um, that those of us, those of our human family that can, you know, master both of these sides of the hemispheres, the Western scientific approach, which has its place, and some of it is brilliant. And, you know, the we can call it Eastern or ancient uh, or, or, or original or indigenous way of logic. Those of us that can master both of those ways and can, in our, within ourselves, kind of bring them into harmony and understand that they don't have to compete. We don't have to destroy the forest uh, to, to, to gain re access to resources. We can actually build the forest and also get access to resources. Like there's, there's a symbiosis that seems to be visible uh, to me personally, but I'm, I'm also not entirely sure yet of the path, but I, I'm curious what you think here, because there is, there is, um, you know, you used the word collaboration quite a bit already in this episode. And there, there seems to be something at the brink of where these two strains of being, of thinking, of feeling, um, of operating meet. Yeah, I think that's always, you know, uh, progress is always when we are able to understand something that we haven't able to understand and, and then, uh, you know, mix the new with the old or, 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 or a new, um, it can be new materials, it can be a new area, it can be a new um, way so uh, of viewing things. Yeah, so and I, and and as of me, for me personal, I have learned from any one of those, 
you know, so I, I was raised in Western culture, mm -hmm. uh, studying or Western philosophy. Uh, I, I didn't go a long time to school, but, you know, I have always been uh, reading and learning along the way. So now still I'm, I'm doing programs where I can learn. I do a bio-leadership program that I'm starting next week. So, um, uh, and then from the plants in the Amazon, I, I learned different things or through travel. Uh, I mean, in Africa, they have different types of plants. Uh, in March, we go and do a retreat in... Uh, in Cappadocia and Konya, where we actually going to learn from the Sufi masters that they uh, get to the higher states uh, through breathing techniques. Yeah. So and also in yogi and yoga and, and um, um, uh, we have the, the, the different type of breathing techniques, you know, in, in different areas. And also in Siberia or China, there's different medicines, there's different techniques. There is the way of the Tao, you know, in Japan, they have so much wisdom. So I think every culture has really, really, really old indigenous wisdom that was carried from a central type of tribe at a time. Yeah, so which was probably in Africa first and then went on to explore different continents and, and they became different types of ethnicities, but they all carried that wisdom from then onwards already, hmm. you know? And so then it has been developed in different ways because of the climate, because of the, of the geographical uh, locations, because of the, the cultural diversities and so on. And um, and so they have developed as such. So I think what we are getting to now in this earth consciousness is where we bring everything together. Yeah, because now we still think in patterns of like countries and 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 different type of nationalities. Like, no, this is not the way. You know, we are already in an earth type of uh, people, an earth type of consciousness where we're gonna have to work and collaborate together to be able to be together on this planet. If not, this is not going to happen if we keep on thinking within these borders. Yeah, so we're going to have to cross them in order to make this a living uh, hub for everyone. Mm -hmm. So, and that to me includes to be able to learn from each, each other, you know, and also find that next frontier or that next stage where we have to go uh, together. And that includes science and indigenous wisdom and, you know, like uh, African tribal wisdom and, and whatever. Mm. Yeah, I, lo I love that right now. It feels like we're, we're already full circle to one of your opening statements about regeneration. When the underlying paradigm, the underlying mindset changes, now all of these things become possible. Longevity, healthy planet, healthy relationships, you know, they, they become possible based on that underlying paradigm. And then all of these different streams are, um, you know, they're, they're more than welcome. I'm curious to loop back into education. And, and I know that, you know, we've, we've talked before about men's circle and women's circles and, you know, the, the powerful work that can be done um, as adults. But you mentioned the obviously outdated uh, education system for children earlier. And so, you know, blank slate, Rudy, you, could, you can create anything you want. Um, what kind of education quotation mark system what kind of p pathways of education do you think we actually need on this planet uh well i don't have the fully answer on that i'm not an expert in education but what i know is that uh for example we have been raised uh focusing nearly entirely on the mind on like mm. acquiring knowledge 
you know, and in the Western uh, societies, everything is based on acquiring knowledge. The more you know, the higher you can climb on the ladder, you know, the pyramidal structure. Yeah, so that's the whole world of consulting and everything is based on, on that basically. And so the scarcer that knowledge or the less people that will be there that know that knowledge, the more money you can make. Yeah, so that's basically the whole system. So, but um, I, I believe that we need to, uh, and, and that's also the work we do, we need to come to something that is uh, entirely also, you know, um, working for the mind, working for the body, working for the heart and working for the soul. Because it's these four elements that basically create our internal compass, which we call intuition, um, that can lead us also in the right way towards the future. But a lot of people now, uh, especially in men's groups and all that, that, they come to me and like, yeah, my intuition is this or that. And then I start uh, inquiring deeper. And that intuition that they have is only an intuition from the mind. Mm. Yeah, it is entirely, it's not connected to their body. It's not connected to the heart. It's not connected to the soul. So that's what it's, it's what I, I do not call intuition. That's just the intuition of the mind or just an idea or or, an idea, or, yeah. or some insight we have yeah because intuition is also is the sensors of our body and and when we work with body and embodiment we know that our body is such an intelligent system of sensors and i mean we have our mind we have our heart which is an organ and which is an intelligent system and we have our organs which is another intelligent system yeah, and when these three are connected, we can basically also then access the soul, yeah, mm. which is the deeper layer of who we really are. And when these four elements are aligned, then I feel we are, you know, entitled to start co-creating for the future. But when they are not, there will be always something missing. There will always be something lacking. There will be always something we haven't paid attention to. So if I would put a new educational system in place, it would be something that, you know, favors and works towards developing all these areas for children from very early on. And also that children are able to express themselves because when they are born, they carry already an intelligence of the now. If I talk with children now uh, and, and our children here are, are 10 and 11, and they are of such wisdom, they have such an intelligence. They understand things that we don't need to explain because they know it already. So when I compare when I was 10 years old, the level that, you know, what I knew at that time, they are like, I don't know, so much more advanced. So I know there is uh, hope. I know there is progress because in 50 years time, this is how we evolved, you know, and children carry that with them. This is genetical code. This is like everything we learn on the way gets carried also into ourselves, gets carried into new babies, you know, that are being born. Yeah, that's powerful. So what I'm hearing you say kind of as a response to that uh, question is that, you know, it, it's going to be our job to create the pathways for the next generations so that they can access this instead of getting clogged up with only intellectual wisdom or only technological rabbit holes of, you know, being in the dopamine loop, right? We, we want to really protect and guide those next generations into living up to that potential that is carried in their DNA. Yes, exactly. And, and so our generation has a lot of responsibility, uh, basically also to break or stop the, the the patterns that we have been carrying that no mm. longer serve us 
you know so i have been carrying a lot of paternalistic you know ego driven habits uh, with me throughout my life uh, and 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 that i decided i i want to break them you know because they are not serving humanity any longer you know i think masculine and the, there is a new type of masculine that needs to be uh, that is immersion and it's happening also on all levels uh, we started doing uh, unconditioned men two years ago here in ibiza and uh, last year we started training people that can facilitate circles for other men and now the whole island or basically all these people are doing circles so there's circles everywhere all the time which is great and people ask me, Rudy, don't you see them as competitors and all that? I'm like, no, this is not competition. This is the way forward, you know? So this is the way uh, to use a technological term or mechanical term. There's the way we scale, you know? So in technology yeah. too, everything has to be scalable. Everything has to be measurable. Everything has to grow somehow. I'm no, smiling no. because the way you ah. said it, you know, an, an image appeared in my in my uh, inner mind, and it, you know, you you were drawing out the pyramid earlier of scarcity to rise to the top based on knowledge, right? So yes, competition within that old paradigm is very real because there's limited spots at the top of the pyramid of access to knowledge and access to power and money, but if that pyramid is suddenly a circle. And we as different circles, and it doesn't matter if the circle is four people, six people, 12 people, or 12,000 people, we as circles enable more circles to free themselves and each other into, you know, operating as kind of puzzle pieces to each other. And, and so that image just appeared very clearly when you shared because, yeah, competition will probably still have a role, but very clearly not be the dominant paradigm on which we operate in the human society. Exactly. This is also why we, uh, with Regenerate X, the company I run with my wife, um, we, we, we are creating a DAO. Yeah. It's actually a decentralized autonomous organization, but it's called now a decentralized human organization because we put the human first in the relationship because we need to first work on relationships again, the relationship with ourselves, the relationship with others relationships with our communities or family and communities and then relationships with our work and the business models we create and how we relate to others and how we can create abundance without harming or without extraction yeah so and these are all circles yeah and 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 everybody our dao we can connect to another dao or our clients or what we used to call clients or partners can all become part of that dao and they can start generating their own DAO with their own circles and all that. And this is like how we kind of multiply and how this knowledge and new way of being is going to multiply. Yeah, I wouldn't call it scaling, but it's going to multiply. And also, it's also done by using technology. But this is technology that has been taught through by a lot of people of like how to do things differently. There are still some things that I am also like, uh, pinpointing out of like uh, how or why do we need to use blockchain when we know that the mining uh, hardware is owned by traditional VC, for example. Yeah. Okay, so so we really need to look at the core, at the source of all the problems and, and, and start again from the source. You know, a tree has like another tree underneath of, you know, roots. 
that are like so powerful and then it's also linked to mycelium and mycelium is the network of how plants and trees communicate and it's so powerful yeah mm. so how can we operate more as mycelium instead of like pyramidal structures and i think exactly. that is also that is the new way that is the that's why i call regeneration a paradigm change because it's literally going to influence everything and everyone yeah and it's not just something that is used uh, just in you know regenerative agriculture for example yes regenerative agriculture is the source of it or how we basically resource and 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 how we uh, reconnect to earth and, and 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 create healthy soils again but we apply that also to our being to our minds and to our interbeings and and connections with others yeah really well said what comes uh back and back and for me is regeneration of self uh, earth and communities right and from a paradigm perspective first and then from there it kind of ripples out and so that's where i'd love to um, touch on before we wrap this episode here rudy is you know you you do a lot of work in this world and um specifically with events something we we both do i know that this year you already mentioned that there's going to be an event in turkey uh, in cappadocia there's going to be something in ibiza i believe i'll be hosting something in brazil myself um with a powerful crew of allies and mutual friends between the two of us so maybe we'll just take a a, a minute or two to share about this as we're you know coming to a close with um all of this yeah this really not just philosophical deep dive, but what I can really feel with you in the space. And, you know, I hope everyone who's tuned in can, can, can see this in their own way as well, is that you shared from a path of embodiment. All of us make many mistakes and it's not really about the mistakes. It's about the integrity to clean them up and to move forward and realize, wow, there, there is like a, a lot to learn in this lifetime. There's a lot to expand over. And we do so most when we, uh, immerse into those kind of group settings, if that's men's or women's circles, if that's retreats or immersions. But when we come together, things start to click, right? Yeah, exactly. So, and also in my journey, I had to learn basically to uh, work from the mind into the heart and my heart and learn to communicate with my heart. You know, it's an entirely different feeling if you're heart is resonating with something if your heart is telling you something and you can actually understand that communication this took me so long you know and and and, and i'm so grateful and i feel blessed also that i can live that because like there are like little things in the day that can learn oh i feel maybe you know that you you, you feel um disappointed or you feel excited about things and it's not coming from the mind any longer it's really from the heart and you can feel that connection mm -hmm. so yeah to give a, a, a little wrap up of like the things that uh, that i'm doing the, the project i do with man is unconditional man and my wife has a project called the heroines and why uh, we do things like separate like for men and for women it's part of like because we believe that first we need to do the work ourselves individually mm -hmm or as men and as women, and then we come together again. Uh, but before that, it doesn't really work, yeah? So that's why I do Unconditioned Man, and Unconditioned Man is basically, we empower the authentic transformation, you know, of man in service to the regeneration of our communities and the world. And then the heroines is more like a women empowering women. And then we come together actually four times a year, and also online, 
through a, a brand we have, which is called Heart Masters. And Heart Masters is basically is a five to seven day uh, journey. Yeah, it's a retreat, uh, but it's also an innovation platform or an innovation lab for leaders that want to co-create that regenerative world. And so there we go, basically three and a half days, men and women work separately. And when we are like from the mind into the heart, when we literally have come to that place of authenticity and sincerity, then we come together again to start co-creating that new world. And then our you know, top brand or the brand of where we work under is Regenerate X, which is basically, it's a regenerative design and innovation platform. So, and this is also how we are developing it now. We are creating our DAO and we are bringing in all the people that we work with and uh, we're gonna we're gonna work with this year. We're gonna bring them in, and into an, an an entirely decentralized model and a new model of like circles, and how we move forward and how the community thinks we're gonna move forward and how we're gonna remunerate each other is gonna be an entire journey for ourselves. So we don't know where we're gonna end up, and that's actually the best part because we know that the unknown is, is, is out there. We don't know what's going to happen. One thing we are sure of is that the old structures of control and structure and whatever and fear and everything we try to hold on are crumbling in front of our eyes. We can see it everywhere and, and, and there's going to be more and more about it. And hopefully it's not going to have, you know, a lot of, you know, negative effects and not costing a lot of lives and also, you know, the climate and the wars that are going on. But we need to be prepared also in creating the seeds of this new world that needs to emerge at the same time. And so that's why people like us, we connect I don't know how we connected. I think we connected on LinkedIn or something, you know, so it's someone introduced us. Really. Someone said you yeah. two should talk. And we were both yeah. like, well, yeah. uh, let, let's do it. And then we realized we have a, a whole tribe of mutual friends. Yes, exactly. And, and the, the, yeah. the streams of, of intelligence and consciousness behind that, yeah. they they're just I think people uh, on the journey like you and like myself, they at some point you surrender to that. You realize that that is actually true it's important it's real it's a direct line you learn to listen to that rather than resist it and and then beauty starts to emerge from there right exactly exactly and so that's also you can say this the algorithm brought us together you know a lot of people also in the regenerative field they are a bit like ah, oh, technology this technology that mm -hmm. but it's again a reaction against something yeah. So, uh, and but let's look at like, okay, what is really good at things? And, and if they are not good, what can we change? Or how do we need to change it in order to move forward to create mm -hmm. beauty? And to me, technology has created a lot of beautiful things in my life. You know, I'm able to talk to you here from my laptop, you know, with an internet connection with technology that costs less than a thousand euro um, and, and connect to the entire world to do my work and be independent and free. You know, and make money with it. I mean, like, what type of abundance is that that we have created? So, uh, and 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 let's look at the positive things. You know, and let's look at like what can we do and what do we need and how can we create things better? Because there's so much more that we can create once we can access also this higher being or or once we can access this higher self. Or like, I always say like uh, and try to think in the morning and try to be like. Rudy, what is the best version you can be today? Mm. Yeah. What are the elements that you can bring today to make this world a better place? Yeah. And I That's work a, a lot with question. manifestation. I envision. 
So I dream, yeah, I use my mind also to imagine because I think a lot of people don't do that any longer. Like our mind is an amazing tool to imagine things, to imagine music, to imagine art. And now we are, so many people are criticizing AI and chat GTP, but look at the art that is created with, with, with AI. It's an entirely new dimension. And it's not just the AI that has created it. It's not, it's the interaction with the human that made it as such. We tend to forget that. So it's another, and it's an entire other dimension that is opened up to us of like, whoa, this is like, okay, another expressionism or impressionist or, or surrealistic movement. No, this is an entire new movement of creation that is emerging. And the same is going to happen with poetry and with, mm-hmm. you know, writing and all that. And then, yes, we can look at work because work, what is work doing? What is automation doing? Basically, technology is taking out all the routine work that humans used to do. Mm-hmm. And that is an amazing thing. You know why? Because we shouldn't do, we shouldn't be doing these things. Yeah. Humans should spend their time in creating life, in creating beauty, in creating art, in creating music. That's what we are here for. Yeah, true, we are not that. here for to go and work like in a routine job and do, you know, all the uh, eight hours a day, the same things. Yeah. And then some people think it's creative or whatever. Yeah. So There's it is very limited people... in the box. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason why many people call that in the box or the matrix. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but how can you get out of the box if the box itself is the box, if the thinking is the box? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we we, we we gave some really beautiful um, access points to those portals of how you get out, right? You mentioned it earlier with it's about developing that inner space, that connection to both heart you know, um, body, mind, soul. Uh, and I think there's a lot in this topic of AI and the future of humanity in a healthy integration of technology that I'm super open to have a future dialogue with you about because it kind of feels like it's on the brink right here. Um, let's do that. Let's let's meet another time and, and see where that conversation takes us. I think there's a few things to to be a really clear no to uh, when it comes to technology. And then there's a few things where to really see the positive side, as you're saying, and really understand that um, every tool, just like the knife or a rock, can be used for positive or negative, right? And so it isn't as simple as as just saying, blanket statement, this is a bad thing, or blanket Mm -hmm. statement, this is a good thing. Let's all follow Elon Musk, because why not? I think there's there's quite a bit of nuance in there. And I, I loved how you guided us into this topic, Rudy. Um, before we wrap for, th- for today, though, is there anything else you would love to bring people's attention to? Anything you'd love to shout out? Any person, any place, any future thing that's happening? Yeah, so if you want to follow our activities, we have a, a newsletter, Regenerate X. It's regeneratex.co, where you can find all the information. Our new website is going on. I think uh, it's going to be released uh, one of these days. So where all the information is about our activities. So we have our next retreat coming up in Cappadocia and Konya in Turkey, which is March March 1 to 8. Then there's one in Ibiza, March uh, May 13 to May 20th. And then we have one in Bodrum in September. And we are also uh, working on a conference on regeneration and Web3 and regenerative finance in October in Ibiza. So, and we also have an online community where we do our things and then Unconditional Man and the Heroines have their own activities where we actually work online and in Ibiza with uh, 
uh, circles and, and, and gatherings of women and men together. So, um, yeah, I think yeah, I, I can keep talking with you, Julian. You also have such a good question. So I'm happy to join again uh, in, in a couple of months or whenever to yeah, talk let's more do it. or dive deep into the AI and technology. And um, have you it's heard not... about, have yeah, you heard about emergentism? Emergentism. Emergentism. I mean, I've heard about emergence, but not about yeah. emergentism. Yeah. Yeah. And no, metamodernism. Yeah, all the isms make me uh, be very skeptical at first. Yeah, but yeah, but it's a very it's a very interesting uh, area to follow. So uh, yeah, we have no modernism, we have known postmodernism, and now we have metamodernism, which is basically the intellectual trying to understanding of like what is happening to the world, especially mm -hmm. since the the coming of the internet, because this is only like twenty five or thirty years old, and so much is happening to humanity because everything becomes more transparent people start to understand it so like the power cannot keep its secrets any longer because we we know you know and then the humanity knows and that's how we evolve also so there's a lot of uh brilliant writers brilliant thinkers that are in in that in that space um and it's called metamodernism and one of the books is emergentism i forgot the author's name now i can look it up if you want and send it to you but it's a book to read because it talks about all the things that we have been talking about here in a very clear way emergentism a religion of complexity is that the book that's the book exactly brandon brandon graham dempsey yeah exactly yeah. yeah a book to read and to recommend to your readers for sure well I'm, I'm i'm on it right now already i opened it well this has been fascinating uh, to say the least and um you know sometimes i um yeah, sometimes I wish there was no time limit on these episodes. Well, there isn't really. So we'll meet again, Rudy. This is this is sure. If you love this episode, do let us know, and uh, then we'll meet sooner rather than later. Uh, for now, make sure to check out regeneratex.co. Um, all of Rudy's work is connected and linked out through there. And yeah, thank you so much again, Rudy, for being on Green Planet, Blue Planet. Thank you. Yeah, and for Unconditional Man, it's unconditionalman.com. And uh, yeah, I've been look. Uh, I will look forward to the podcast also and to share it with our network. And I hope we can sit together in a circle or ceremony in Brazil sometime or in Europe when you come to Europe. So that's going to be the cream of the cream. <laughs> Have a great one, Julian. This was really nice talking to you. Thank you. Thank you.